If you're not invested in crypto yet, you better get invested. The future of money is coming, and you don't want to be like a neophyte boomer when it comes to money. It's no accident that every leader in the Red Pill Consortium is into this. This is the chance for all guys to level up in life and reach the coveted goal of financial freedom. But where do you go? You've heard there are scams out there all over the place and that some exchanges have been hacked. Where is the safest place for your hard-earned money? Crypto.com is the perfect place for new investors. Another reason many guys are still laggards when it comes to crypto is because they don't know where to buy it, or if they did, they wouldn't know how to place an order. But Crypto.com has the easiest interface to use and the most simplified trading platform in the industry. And while you're holding your crypto for the long term, you can even earn interest on it and make compounding magic go to work for you sooner because Crypto.com allows you to stake your coins to earn interest on them. And we're talking of some of the best interest rates in the world, like 10% on Polkadot, 4.5% on Bitcoin, 5.5% on Ethereum, and 6% on the platform's native coin. You think you'll get anything like that in bonds or a savings account? You're out of your mind. Open an account today at reinventideal.com slash crypto. That's reinventideal.com slash crypto. You're listening to Reinvent Ideal, dating and life advice for men. So you're struggling though, you need some help? The wisdom you need when you're depressed and no one cares because you're not a chick. Well, we're all enjoying our day. We're going to lose 12 men to suicide today. Your weekly red pill prescription. It's a place for unguarded conversations to investigate with a council of men the riddles of life. With Cairo Copeland. Let's suppose that you're new here and you're wondering what is reinvent ideal all about what's the purpose of this program this podcast what am i even doing here what am i message am i trying to get out to you well first i'd say go back and listen to the first episode or anything but so you are already here let's get into it with why you should listen to me and what can i do to help you live a better life that is the purpose of this program is for you to attain a happy existence as a male on this earth, particularly for those of you who have been awakened, those guys that are red pill aware and have that rage that comes after from their awakening. We call it red pill rage. How do you find happiness again after red pill awareness? And what I mean by red pill awareness is you've been exposed to the truth that you will not find happiness from a relationship with a woman like the way society says you will. That's the blue pill conditioning you're told. But ask the guys that have or are currently following this advice how happy they are, and they'll tell you they're not happy at all living out those blue pill ideals, doing everything that their parents told them to do, particularly their mothers, doing everything a society has told them to do to mold themselves into this great provider for women, please their mom, Please their girlfriend, please their wives, please their kids. Basically, live your whole life for other people and not yourself. You're told that doing that is what's going to make you happy and what's going to make people like you, but they don't like you and it doesn't make you happy. You come to that realization, that's the red pill. Once there's a realization that the blue pill ideals of finding emotional fulfillment through a relationship with a woman are fantasies that never happen, the newly awakened man experiences what we call red pill rage because it carries... A bitter taste. The truth, and the truth that benefits you the most, is the truth 
that is the most unpleasant to hear. While it may set you free, it makes things no less painful. And I tell you what, many of these guys will grow so angry as a result of the lies they were told that they will go dark, which is where the black pill label comes from. Now let's think about that movie The Matrix where all of this labeling comes from. Much like how Neo's world was so rocked by the revelations Morpheus shows him, these guys that go black pill, they can't handle the truth. They grow sick, as he does, figuratively lose their breath and vomit, like Neo does literally in the movie. He had been living the blue pill fantasy for too long, and was under its illusions until too old of an age. And that happens to a lot of guys today, that they are so ego-invested in their blue pill beliefs, that by the time they're 40, it's too late to free these guys. It's too late for them to learn the truth, especially when they're 50. I've tried coaching guys that were 50. I don't think I can do it anymore because they're so deeply invested in the lies that society has taught them. And when you try to tell them differently, they get very angry, especially when they see that what you're telling them is true. Now, red pill rage is okay, but what you got to understand is that it is just a phase. You should not let it consume you. Instead, the better thing for you to be doing is use that anger constructively. And don't let women or the world manipulate you with that anger. They've manipulated you long enough. And the red pill is not about hating women. It's about preventing men from hating women for not being able to be something that they just cannot be. And this program is to help those newly awakened guys find happiness once again after experiencing the rage inspired by the red pill. While one ideal has been struck down as a mere illusion, there is an ideal that can be reconstructed, or better yet, reinvented. Much like how Neo is at first distressed to learn his life is a lie, he becomes a new and better man in his post-liberation. He's able to reshape the Matrix to his liking and achieve anything he chooses to think about after taking the red pill. And you have a similar power. But he couldn't get to that point to become the one, to become the superior man in his world until he had freed his mind from the old world's rules. Those were rules like gravity and the time-space continuum. Well, similarly, you have old world rules that you need to reject and free your mind from as well. And they are the lies of the blue pill, the social imperatives of the world, the cultural conditioning, and the fempowerment mandate. And we're going to tear them all apart today. Six pieces of outdated advice commonly fed to all men, but if you follow them, they will ruin your life. The first horrible piece of advice that they tell you is go to college. Now this was once a ticket into the middle class, but it no longer is that today. And it probably will never be again, at least not for a long time. I mean, the fact that going to college was hard work that not everyone was willing to do back in the 1950s and 60s and 70s and 80s. The fact is, it's not hard work like that anymore. Back then, the few who rose to the occasion and applied themselves and did it stood out to employers. But you see, now everybody is mandated to do it by their parents, their teachers, and society. And because everyone does it, you no longer stand out as anything special by doing it. What was once a great accomplishment that separated the ambitious and diligent from the lazy has become the 13th grade. It's only a bare minimum obligation. But perhaps the most egregious thing is that while they still market it to you as being able to give you a future, it ends up costing you that future. During my time working as a financial advisor, I knew of doctors, lawyers, and engineers 
who went to decent schools for their professions. And while examining their prestigious profession salaries, the extra they made above America's median income was already spoken for by their student loan repayments. So these poor guys busted their asses off learning supposed prestigious skills, hoping that one day it would make them money. But the extra money it made them, they never even got to keep. Because it had to go pay for the education to qualify them for those professions. So this is one of the biggest scams in history. We've taken the hardworking, intelligent people and turned them into suckers. I even once worked with a lady that was a doctor but also had to be a stripper on the side to pay back her student loans, which is pretty sad because I'm pretty sure that everyone told her, hey, you should study really hard to become a doctor so you don't end up becoming a stripper. And look at her now. She became a doctor and she also has to be a stripper to be a doctor. Even if you can get somebody else to pay for your college years, like a scholarship or a grant, it's still hardly worth it. And that's because they're not just wasting your money, they're wasting your time. They come up with needless, prerequisite courses, forcing you to take them before you can take your relevant courses for your major. And they're doing this purely to make money. Don't let anybody tell you any differently. They are doing it specifically just to make money because the prerequisites have not even the slightest remote relation to the major you're studying. I studied to be an actor, but advanced algebra was a prerequisite I had to take. I guessed they figured it would help me act confused more naturally. These prerequisites will extend your time in college far longer than it needs to be. Your four-year run becomes a seven-year run because of them. Unless someone else can pay for it, and it is 100% required for your chosen profession, do not go to college. It's a cesspool shithole of foolish ideas like unconstitutional speech codes, microaggressions, straight cis men are evil and all that horse shit that wastes your time and your money. And it can also destroy your credit. Some graduates of my generation will never be able to buy a house, all because they went to college. The second dumb thing they tell you to do, second horrible piece of advice, is to get a good job. The people who tell you that you need to do this are often from a different era. When your parents, grandparents, teachers, and professors were in their 20s, getting a good job was the only good game in town. See, entrepreneurship was unheard of. Working for yourself was considered far too risky. And passive income was an oxymoron. So because they told everyone younger than them to go to school, get good grades so they could get a good job, their workforce has never been more overeducated and overqualified as it is now. And that's rendered college education worthless and ruined the job hunting experience for all participants. Trying to find a good job will lead you down the never-ending expensive path of progressive credentialism. This scam is a real nasty one, brought on by the fact that everyone in the pool of job candidates is overeducated. Organizations have now been formed promising to give you the unfair edge in seeking employment if you have their letters after your name. And you've seen many of them before. CFA, CFP, CPA, CMA, CMP, ASA, AIA, ALA, CRO, APR, CPE, MEM. Yeah, I can go on and on and on. We haven't even gotten 
to the medical designations yet, or the law designations yet. And these organizations tell you that having their designation will help you climb up in your career. You just need to shut down your social life to study for their stupid fucking tests, pay $500 to take the stupid fucking tests, pass the stupid fucking tests, and then pay $500 every year to keep the designation, and annually complete a continuing education course, which costs you as well. If you're studying for one of these, you may as well stop right now. They were once what a bachelor's degree used to be, but now they have the same value a bachelor's degree has, which is none. In financial services, the CFA is the highest and hardest designation to earn, but I know of companies that want you to have that for an entry-level job at the firm. They mean nothing. It's all just another scam to make money. And further, what job you do get is impossible to do. You won't be trained for it because the company is too lazy and cheap to cover that. And they think if they just put self-starter in the job posting, that will absolve them of the responsibility to give the training. But the jobs are made more impossible to do by the fact that what they ask for is often unrealistic. In many cases, these employers know this. If they set impossible standards, no one will meet them. Therefore, they can justify paying you less for not meeting the standards. One company I worked for sent a survey to customers after they spoke to me, and one question on that survey was something like, Do you like everything about our company? And if the customer didn't say yes, then that counted as a mark against me, because they'd say the survey was measuring their interaction with me, even though the questions were not. Sometimes, the employer has impossible standards that they really do think you can meet. Like getting an unrealistic number of sales in a short amount of time. I believe this was the case behind the Wells Fargo scandal, where their salesmen were creating ghost accounts to meet figures. And this was also likely the cause of the 2008 Wall Street crash, because employers were telling the analysts to make the numbers work in their valuations of mortgage bonds, despite the fact that it was mathematically impossible to do so. Oh, and let's also bear in mind that they make it impossible to even get the job. I saw a job posting once that required 10 years of cloud computing experience back when cloud computing had only been around and existing as technology for five years. But the greater cost of working a traditional job is psychological. Nepotism is what rules the day with these employers. You will become jaded watching people less qualified than you get the raises and promotions that you deserve more. You see, these companies, they may boast about how much they care about their employees, but they really don't, especially if you're male. And this is evidenced by how soon they'll get rid of you if a woman ever tells HR that you just made her uncomfortable. You didn't even have to say anything. If your face looked at her in a way she doesn't like, that's enough. Back in the early 2000s, I remember working with women that told dirty jokes like they were one of the guys. But 10 years later, the environment became so dangerous that I wouldn't even get into an elevator alone with a woman at work. The third thing they tell you that is horrible, absolutely horrible life-ruining advice is the blue pill. What advice have you been given about how to pursue and treat women? I bet you've been told the same tired advice we all have. Oh, just be nice to her. Tell her she's pretty. Bring her flowers. Buy her dinner. Walk her to her door at night. Carry her bags. I've actually heard 
A female dating coach for men say, A woman doesn't want to be carrying bags when she has a man that could be doing this for her. The message you've been fed is be a sweet, thoughtful, romantic guy and she will appreciate that. Be a giver to her and she'll give back. Bend over backwards to make her happy and she will be. Happy wife, happy life. But the reality is that women are completely disgusted and grossed out by pushovers, nice guys, orbiters, white knights, and thirsty simps. But still, that's what you're told is the correct way to pursue and treat them by everyone from your parents to pop culture. Leonard finally gets Penny because he was the faithful nice guy that was at her beck and call anytime she wanted and needed an emotional tampon. Eventually, she realized what a great guy he was, and this turned out to be more untrue than the show's title, The Big Bang Theory, which refers to the origin of the universe, and that's a theory that was later disproven. Being the nice guy may have worked back in your grandfather's time, but that was before social media and globalization of the sexual marketplace, and overpopulation of simps. My mother once told me the story of how my grandfather met and eventually married my grandmother. He was a teenager and saw her move in a few houses down the block, and he wanted to go talk to her, but he didn't have the balls nor a good reason to start a conversation. So he got a job as a mailman, specifically so he could go talk to her, and eventually won her over by showering her with compliments and flowers. Those days are long gone, and gone forever. To even get a chance with the woman you want, you need to know the craft of allurement. To even have happy relationships with women where both you and her are happy, the blue pill advice we're given will not produce it. They always say, oh, happy life, happy life. What that means is compromise for her. Make the sacrifices because she'll appreciate it and keep track of relationship equity. Become less so she can become more. But in truth, she's incredibly turned off by your eagerness to compromise for her and loses respect for you. We're also told to communicate over and over again. Every marriage therapist says that it's the most important thing. And specifically to us males, we need to be more vulnerable when we communicate. Yeah, it's a nice theory, but in practice, following this advice will ruin your relationship. Just look at all the posts on Reddit about guys that have been more vulnerable with their women. I'll tell you what, those stories that I read on there, they're heart-wrenching to say the least. Fourth terrible piece of advice that will ruin your life is getting married. Everyone tells you, get married. Your family, friends, clergy, if you're religious, they all push this imperative on you. If you ever go to a wedding, it doesn't matter if you have a date with you or not, you're bound to be asked the stupid-ass question, So, when do you plan on getting married? I mean, what, do you ask that question when you go to a funeral? Or when you go to a bris? He's like, oh, when do you plan on dying? When do you plan on getting circumcised? Back in the old days of your parents and grandparents and so on, getting married was a great idea because it would combine the wealth piles of two families and increase the much-needed social support safety net by having two families. Not to mention the fact that inheritances were a big deal back then. In marriage meant you got to double the number of inheritances you'd get. This was before the culture and the people became irresponsible with debt. Nowadays, you'll be lucky if you inherit anything besides debts. Also, back then, the women were different. The fempowerment mandate hadn't poisoned them to see men as oppressors or even competitors. They viewed us as compliments to their lives and wanted to be compliments to ours. That rarely exists today. Instead, women see marriage as something more utilitarian and optimistic. 
While males have been conditioned to look at the first deal they can get regardless of price, women look for the best deal they can get and demand nothing less. A woman today is not capable of being your June Cleaver or Morticia Adams. The only reason those characters exist is because real women are not like that. They were created as fantasies of the men who wrote them. Even if you could get a woman to be like June Cleaver for you, who stays home, cooks, cleans, raises the kids, and stays in sexy shape, it's not going to pan out the way you think it will. Because what you're doing is you're providing her a free existence as you are the one that works and pays the bills. If you fail to perform, you both starve. Or really, she leaves you while you starve. But you can't legally kick her out if she fails to perform her wifely duties. The real problem with giving her a free existence, though, is that it's no different from why the rest of the blue pill advice doesn't work. You're doing something for her that any guy could have done. She has thousands of simps following her on social media that would have done the same. When you give someone so much for free, they come not to appreciate anything from you. Instead, they come to expect it. It's no different from the people that abuse the welfare system yet hate the government giving them that welfare. I know what that's like because my sister was one of those people. She was abusing the food stamp program and constantly bitched about the government not doing anything for her. When you give something to someone for free, you're telling them that it's of no value, thus they fail to give it any value or appreciate it. Sometimes they even become resentful. Being the plow horse provider in a marriage is no different than being a sugar daddy. Do you really think that the hot girls with older sugar daddies really like them and have genuine desire for them? It's no different from Donald and Melania Trump. Do you really think she enjoys going to bed with that guy? When I was a bouncer at a strip club, I dated some of the strippers. And they told me how disgusted, creeped out, and turned off they were by their best clients. Despite the fact that these desperate, lonely guys were their bread and butter, these women despised them and had no respect for them. And how could they when all these guys did was pay them to exist? But the real danger in getting married is in divorce. The divorce courts are very unkind to men. And this is largely because when you marry a woman, you're likely to be in a higher economic status than her, because women don't marry down. So her lifestyle improves as a result of the marriage and the courts believe it is your responsibility to maintain that lifestyle for her post-marriage. Even if you have a prenup, many of them are torn to shreds by the courts because they were not regularly updated. You didn't get a post-nup. Even if you both don't believe in divorce, you can be certain only about yourself and also certain about the statistics that show women are more likely to initiate divorce. And worse yet, with improvements in medicine and technology, it's possible that you could live for 200 years. California now has a law that states if you're married for 10 years, you'll have to provide lifelong alimony. Do you want to be paying for mistakes made in your youth when you're 100? But the worst possibility is that you marry the wrong woman and spend the rest of your life in regret. You're stuck with her because it's expensive to break up, and you can't stand the nagging monster she's become. And the rest of your life is a no-win scenario, not to mention sexless. That's why Proverbs 21.19 says, Better to live in a desert than with a quarrelsome and nagging wife. Now this one, this next one here, is probably really going to get me in trouble and piss a lot of people off. If I haven't pissed you off already, it's a surprise to me, but if I haven't done that, you will be pissed off probably with this next one. Dumbest piece of advice commonly given to guys that's going to ruin your life is to have kids. Parents pressure you on this one. They're always saying, oh, I want grandchildren to spoil. And when my mother said this to me, I was like, uh, hey, um, I don't know if you know this, but I'm right here 
and I could use some help financially if you actually had the capacity to give it. Which she did not, but apparently grandchildren warrant the use of credit cards to rack up debts to pass down to me by inheritance. Religions also push this one too. I've heard pastors say, have kids early and often. They say children are such a great blessing that will bring nothing but joy to your life. I have no doubt that there are forms of joy that can come from kids, but they are few and far between. What must be realized is that first and foremost, children are an expensive responsibility. Saying that and believing that does not make you a bad parent or a bad person. In fact, not saying and believing that makes you a bad parent. You're not an asshole for telling someone thinking about having kids that kids are a burden. They should know exactly what they're getting themselves into. Yet most of the time they don't. Because society has only told them the good things about having kids. Now, it was a good idea back in the agricultural age, because back then you needed help tending to the farm to make a living, and your own children are the only legal source of free labor that you have. But now in the information age, children are no longer assets like that anymore. They're reduced to pure liabilities. And this doesn't mean don't ever have kids, or that there's nothing good about them. It just means that you should understand what an expensive responsibility they are, and be prepared for it. Do not have them unless you are prepared to have them. If you do, you'll be a great parent. If you don't, you'll be a terrible parent and an awful member of society. And I can speak with authority on this because my parents were those horrible parents that had unplanned pregnancies and weren't prepared to raise kids. They gotta understand, children come with time demands, energy demands, sleep deprivation, which potentially starts a cycle that you'll never correct, work-life imbalances, financial burdens, and to make matters worse, people even become less satisfied with their marriage when they have kids, which is ironic since many morons have kids in a vain attempt to fix a marriage. If you're okay with all these challenges and also have the means to overcome them, then yeah, maybe it's a good idea to have kids. But if not, do yourself and the world a huge favor and abstain. It not only hurts your happiness, but it hurts the world. When a child is raised by parents who are not prepared with resources for the challenges that the child creates, that kid becomes at risk for becoming a burden on the world. And I've seen so many idiots come into my office, and even today as a coach, I see so many idiots come to me and say, Oh, I had kids, I wasn't prepared to have them, but I thought that was what you were supposed to do at this age. Uh-huh. You had them just because you reached a certain age and you thought that's what you do at that age? That's the dumbest fucking thing on earth. The main reason people say you should have kids is because it will give meaning and purpose to your life. Well, look at the people who say this. They themselves are total failures in their own lives, and having kids was the only chance they had to do something good with their lives. While they lived a shitty, worthless, failed life, they can at least say they raised a kid that might do something good with it. But all it is, is it's misery loves company. They realized that having kids was a giant fuck-up that ruined their lives, and they want you to ruin yours too so you can be as miserable as them. And the last one. Pick-up artistry and... GAME is outdated advice that we really need to get away from. And God, I'm so tired of hearing the word GAME. Oh, I got game. I'm gonna go game that woman. Oh yeah, let me teach you some game. You guys realize how fucking retarded 
you sound when you say this shit. In the early 2000s, a new way to interact with women was popularized. Pickup artistry, or game, as they called it. Which, hey, that's great. Because what it did was it gave many frustrated guys a chance that they never thought they'd get. And it did this by teaching psychological hacks, such as displaying higher value, nagging, peacocking, and emotional elicitation. If you've learned any of this stuff, it's time to forget it. Because the days of this stuff working are long since gone. This is because of the same reason that college degrees aren't worth a shit anymore. Once one guy starts doing something that works, other people catch on and everyone starts doing it. And now the women have wised up and know to look out for guys trying to pull such tactics. And if you're caught trying to do them, you're in big trouble, brother. Women are horribly disgusted by guys that would use PUA tactics and attempt to run GAME on them. Because what grosses them out about it is not that it's manipulative or that it's an act. They're repulsed by the fact that a guy would attempt to learn such tactics. Because that is a guy that does not get it. You see, more than anything else, women want a man that just gets it. A man that instinctually knows how to please her. He does not have to be told how to get the girl. Further, the concept of game has so many negative connotations associated with it. And to speak of it is heresy. Or it's as risky as speaking about witchcraft in 17th century Salem. The idea behind PUA was to use tactics to get around a woman's hypergamy. To trick her into thinking you meet her hypergamous desires. And the reality of today is that you will not win by trying to cheat or trick your way around hypergamy. You will only win by rising above it. And you rise above it by reinventing yourself, by learning the craft of allurement, by reaching your full financial, social, genetic, and intellectual potential. That is the most moral calling any human can chase, especially a man. These are the things a man should chase instead of women. And once he's reached the peak of these potentials, he can have his choice of all the women available. Even though everyone pushes for you to get married as soon as possible, the truth is that the longer you wait, the better the choices you'll have. While women hit their peak in their mating market value in their early 20s, men don't reach theirs until late 30s. And if you hit that age, having kept your nose clean, reached your full potential, and are still single, I'm telling you, I've seen this happen in my own life and in the lives of my clients. These women will kill each other over you. They'll kill each other to be with you. So yes, MRAs and PUAs and MGTOWs lament the fact that women today are not like they once were back in the 1950s or the June Cleaver era. They're wasting their energy to hope for it. See, some of these guys even try to push for it. There's this idiot, Anthony Johnson, putting on conventions that are made to make women great again and to train them to be more like the wife material that he wishes. I'd say this imbecile is wasting his money and his efforts while making a fool of himself. And Roosh, you're making a fool of yourself too. If you're listening, Roosh, that book you wrote, that last book called Lady, that's supposedly telling women how they're going to be most appealing to guys, there's not a single fucking woman on planet Earth that's going to read your stupid fucking book. There's not a single woman's mind that you're going to change with that stupid fucking book. Congratulations, you wasted hours and hours and hours, probably months of your life, writing that piece of shit that no woman is going to read because it's got your name on it, dude. That time you could have spent helping guys out like I do. Sharing the wisdom that you've picked up from a life of doing nothing but chasing pussy. Maybe you could use that to share with guys. Hey, 
You need to do more with your life than just chasing women. Because I did it my whole life, and look where I'm at. Really makes me sad to see guys like that that have so much wisdom, so much potential and everything, just piss it all away on stupid stuff like that. But here's the deal. Women are not going to change. There's too much money. There's too much power backing up the fempowerment mandate. There's far too many simps that hold the blue pill up as gospel. These things will not allow the world to change. The alternative is for you to change. For you to get better. To become the type of man that women will gleefully surrender for. To become so good, she can't ignore you. So perfect, she'll beg for you and do whatever it takes to have you. To become the reinvented man. And that is what this program is all about. Even if you don't get the woman of your dreams at the end of this, you get much more out of this life for you. A happy existence on this earth as a male. You're not doing this for women. You're doing it for you. You chase excellence instead of women. Not to one day have one. You do it to have the new ideal life for a male. One that's happy whether he has a woman or not. And we begin it by deprogramming yourself of all the blue pill lies that you've been fed. And that is it for us today. I hope this has been helpful for you. If there is anything that I can cover that will help you in your journey along this road, then please send me an email to Cairo at reinventideal.com. That's Cairo at reinventideal.com. Something that you're struggling with post-Red Pill Awakening or something that you're struggling with coming to terms on with your Red Pill Awakening. Something along your journey as a man that you just can't seem to solve. Send me an email and I'll see if I can devote an episode to that. Until then, please remember that the bull gets blocked right here. Because I am my brother's keeper, and I got your back. Thank you for listening to Reinvent Ideal with Cairo Copeland. Your weekly red pill prescription. See more at reinventideal.com. Ever wonder why some guys have all the luck with women? How do they make it look so easy when you struggle so much? What do they have that you don't? What do they do that makes them so successful? Let me show you the secrets and processes for finding beautiful women and taking them from hello to sex. In today's world, women have their shields up and their guards up as well, because the media, both traditional and social, fill their heads with reasons to dislike or even despise men. But here in this book, I'm going to show you how to overcome that obstacle. Available on Kindle, paperback, and Audible. Making Women Want You. How to Get Girls to Like You. And what's covered inside this book is a list of all the things that women respond to with strong sexual attraction, new ways to approach and open conversations with strangers, a step-by-step process going from meeting her to bedding her with every detail in between, how to touch her in a way she enjoys and will want more of, a way to make women believe it is in her best interest to chase you, and a powerful technique to save yourself from any conversation from falling out of your favor. While most guys will get hung up on the shallow aspects of attraction like looks, money, and status, this book focuses on how the guys without those things are able to do better than the guys that do have them. What you need is an understanding of how attraction works and the three-stage process outlined inside will integrate that into you naturally, which has already guided countless men from frustration to fulfillment. Shave off years of frustration that most guys never escape. Get your copy today at reinventideal.com women. That's reinventideal.com women. Available on Kindle, Audible, and paperback.